What does it take to make workshops work? And how can we facilitate collaboration that sticks and leads to results? My name is Miriam Hackness, and with the Workshops Work podcast, I'm on the mission to find the magic ingredients that make workshops work. Today with me on the show is Douglas Breitbart, and we have a conversation about the possibility of co-creating sustainable organizational change beyond the organization. So stay tuned. And by the way, if you don't have pen and paper at hand to take your own notes, scroll down to the show notes to download my free one-page summary. And now, lean back to be inspired and maybe even surprised. And that's my facilitation soul speaking. How would you prepare them for this task, for this quest? Let's call it a quest, not a task. Would you give them some coaching, facilitation, training? And by facilitate, because for facilitation, I understand that you have the ability to be present, to be in a conversation without judgment, to be neutral, to ask the right questions and to listen and all these things. I would assume that such a task force, such a quest needs these skills. Waterproof. So the model between alignment on values, which is the, the key and first piece that they self-define their own internal values for the way in which they're going to relate to and conduct this, the way in which they're going to relate to each other in the conducting of it. We know what the purpose is in terms of an outcome of a values audit. And out of that audit, a crafting of a new true values statement that is needed and subscription of every single employee in the company to it has to be co-created by all, input by all, and signed by all. And then the implementation tools and mechanisms so that every person is, the, is responsible for monitoring the values informing everything that's done going forward in terms of new and remediating of things that are not in alignment with those values from legacy that need to be transformed, right? So that's the full package in terms of what it, between the values and the purpose outcome, everything is a co-creation is created by them. In that creation, The principle we bring is creating from present moment out of emergence. And the only operating question at any given point in time is, what is needed here and now? So nothing from the rear view mirror. Everybody's got to let go of all their stuff, everything they think they know everything that they've learned, every training, every practice, all of that stuff, you're, it's not sucked out of your head. You still have it. Just leave it at the door. Come into this process clear, open, in space. And there's no projections. There's no deadline other than one that you decide to set for yourselves internally. But there's no starting anything in terms of projecting into a future that doesn't exist yet. So don't do that. 
not needed. From a starting place, we have our mission, what's needed first, that inquiry. And that eliminates all of where your question goes, which is preconditions to or requirements of them in order for them to, right? That's been left at the door. Now, assuming. Now, hold it. Well, well, mm-hmm. bear with me. Bear with mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. there is there is a punchline to that, which mm-hmm. is there is a practice, a ritual. I, I've alluded to it actually in, in our past conversation. We call them tickles. So part of the process of humans co-creating together from an emergent place is. If any person at any time has anything that comes up, it can be triggering, it can be a challenge, it can be a dependency, it can be a perform, whatever it is across all the facets of what comes up by and between people co-creating together, that is related to as part of core mission, that there's a value contribution in it arising out of emergent present moment, and it just became the need. On sharing it fully and everybody taking it in fully, it is no longer the person who experienced it, and they can let it go. It is somebody else's responsibility to address it, respond to it, and it is in service to and the whole's responsibility to address it, because if that could happen and result in losing somebody, like we're down a man, then it's in service to the whole team to address it, fix it, heal it immediately, and get that person back on the line, back on board. And that's the the soft, intangible human dimensions of human beings co-creating together. The current organizational corporate business world doesn't factor or acknowledge and is actually responsible for the vast bulk of the failures, the defeated expectations, the emergencies and crises and challenges that could have been avoided and weren't, like a lot of the ills are a result of not tending to the human being part of humans doing together on an integrated basis, not as separate apart, we're going to go do a workshop in the woods, we're going to go meditate on the mountain, whatever, we're going to go do kumbaya, and then we're going to come back and get back to reality. Like those two things are separate. It's saying that has to be present and integrated at the same time and as a dimension of the doing parts. And that consciousness and shift and orientation is sort of where we think the key change you know, peace is required if we're going to survive as a species, much less succeed, you know, a business succeed in navigating a world that's going upside down every day. (laughs) What I hear is that while others would come into an organization and try to bridge a knowledge gap, so try to teach and train, What I hear is you're coming in and helping a team or an organization to first unlearn, so to remove (laughs) learned behavior, 
so that they can start on a basically white page from the being and the sensing of, let's call it shared humanity. And intuition. In application, but in application, like under fire in runtime context. So it's not separate and apart. It's part of, but if I've got, you know, seven people and the only thing I have is 50% of their mental body because of disaffection, alienation, disconnection, I've got an emotional body that's not a happy camper. I've got fire, their vitality, either grossly suppressed or acting out, lashing out and killing everybody else. And their earth is completely dead. So there's no holding and nurturing to center, right? So if I can transform those seven people into all bodies present and accounted for, coming from safety, coming from connection with each other, coming from in service too, and having been asked, do you, you know, this works for me, does this work for you? You know, like on a fundamental basis, what's the difference between a team that's really aligned and humming and putting heart, soul, and mind and everything they've got into it and a group of disaffected people in a TV show called The Office. <laughs> right. and, and this answers another side thought that I had, that on top of the diversity and the sociability and the connectness would come a very deep maturity and awareness. And from what I hear you explaining is almost the the assumption that everyone every team once they have been selected into this kind of core driver team of change agents drivers can actually learn that or can be and that can be Come. that can experience that and from that place as they start doing and contacting connecting communicating from that place they will infect the rest of the company because there are going to be a lot of touch points. There's going to be a lot of coordination. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of, and they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need a lot of buy-in. They're going to need to enroll, not call up and say, can you get me? But hi, what's your name? This is my name. Ba, 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 ba. I need your help. And that's infective. Like, that's a powerful thing. That person getting a call from that guy will go to the top of their response list to everybody and anybody else they're currently dealing with in their day-to-day lives. <laughs> Just like to, to pause for a moment, because I think we're not aware how rare it is that a colleague calls another one and says, hey, I need your help. Just those words. Yes, it's a, words create worlds. It's a big difference. That's, that's an invitation. <laughs> that's enrollment. Yeah. And thinking of this group process, what's your biggest, let's call it facilitation challenge? It's actually not 
The only way I have a challenge in this is if I'm attached to some outcome, which I, I don't have. I don't have any projection or future picture or vision or, or goal for somebody else. I have a process that I'm in service to. I have people that I'm in service to serving, assisting, and I have questions as the primary tool and driver, not answers, but questions, inquiries for others to feel sense into. And the actual transformative process for the human beings involved requires more time and more space than anyone in our current culture, society, business world, in the developed world has ever experienced in a working context. Creating the time, that unlearning process, that letting go process, it takes time and space. And, but as long as we've eliminated what by when, as long as we've taken out all that projection and imposition of projecting into a future this by that date, and what's the demand and requirement? Well, you don't have demands and requirements if it's completely undefined and going to be co-created in real time by the people in the company. Wouldn't it be easier to start a company from scratch then? Well, burn down the thing and build it anew might be less hurtful. Actually, actually the challenges are no different because people arrive from this world. <laughs> so six and one half to the other, but the stakes I'm playing for is if I could successfully infect a company, initiate a process like this with a company that is materially affecting the world many in a way that's very extractive, consumptive, destructive, and I can shift that, then from a leveraging of transformation, leveraging of time, effort, and energy, that's why I put the goal and the target on, the, on these large multinationals, mm. that they're coming to confrontation with The old stuff is failing. The old stuff isn't working. We're at a loss and the world is blowing up. It's self-destructing. How do we deal with this? And old tricks not working. And so, and my answer is everything you need to answer that question already exists within your home, your company. Take 220,000 global employees and Ask them for help. That's really, I can say that in a much longer, more extended way, but invite them to step up, to step in, to be part of, to contribute and take every manager and senior, junior executive, senior executive, and take them out of control authority position and put them into facilitation role of the flow over a mesh network by in between every entity, every person within the company and energize and activate that. And then let your people affect the transformation and the response to incoming as they feel needed when they see it mm -hmm. and turn it from organization into organism. That's how you survive.
going into the future we're facing. Mm -hmm. And it's not like there's another choice. <laughs> one guy You're with on a mission. One guy with a CEO title can't do it. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. And if the person, you know, on the on the outer sense net who's seeing the incoming can't immediately activate an all hands on deck response in the moment. They have to go all the way up the ladder to you. And you're going to sit there and try to figure out what the strategy and answer and response is. And then it goes all the way back down to the troops. Uh, you know what? You're dead. Like this organization is not going to be around because there are lighter, fleeter of foot, younger people, younger entities that grok this. <laughs> yes. And I like the vision. I like this kind of drive you have seeing it. Boiling it down to the concrete, what role does the tool of a workshop, bring it back to the title of the show, what role does the, does, the tool the of a workshop use take? Unlearning, shifting, reorienting from perspective within the current paradigm to what I'm sharing and describing from where I'm living. I'm not selling a thing. I'm interested in being different in, in, in every dimension of doing, co-creating. That's a, a learning training for people that want to bring that. And it's, a, it's actually an 18-month curriculum. And the output of that is a, a certification in what we call insight services. Mm -hmm. And it's a learning of how to see and understand the energetic flows and dynamics of human beings as living things interacting with each other, co-creating with each other through a fundamentals understanding of the ingredients of those dynamics. And that originated from and is, is derived from five elements traditions, which is You know, we're going back to like indigenous and Zoroastrian, you know, we're going back thousands and thousands of years, but those traditions aren't about things. They're about seeing the interplay and flows and dynamics of energy in going from nothing to manifesting things, to creating things, birth and death, like those fundamental phenomena. And a business selling, creating value and selling stuff is in the creation business. And those fundamental ancient wisdoms and observations and understandings that indigenous tribes never lost connection to, Western culture, you know, completely beat it out of us and killed us. You know, it, it just like deadened all of that because it was seen as obstructive to us being efficient tools. Mm. <laughs> Whatever efficient means. Right. But, but you know, mm. in indigenous tribes, the Kogis, you know, cross paths with an astronomer and they're showing them these amazing, you know, photographs from the latest, you know, telescope. And they're saying, we discovered this constellation or star, whatever it is, all the way out on the edge of the known universe of Vapapa and the Kogi looks at it and goes, and 
you know, that's part of this system and connected to this, 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 this. And the astronomer is going, what? Like, what are you talking about? How do you know that? And it's because they're connected to that. They have awareness of their connection to everything. And that's reality. That's our truth, actually. And um, it's a delusion that we're separate from and, and a cultural imprint and a habit and learning and all of that. And reopening up the, the awareness, the sensing feeling, not just the cognitive, but the sensing feeling dimensions of experiencing each other and what we're co-creating and the way we're doing that. And what that is in service to as a contribution to everything, to the larger world, and what's the value we're bringing to team, but then what's the value we're bringing to organization, what's the value organization is bringing to the world, and that being a living thing every minute of every day, like that being existential, like that's there for everybody all the time. And then the concept of values <laughs> takes also another dimension. It becomes a much bigger deal because mm. each person is a god of their own existence. But saying that, they also have unlimited generative potential, creative potential in contributing, creating their reality. Mm. That's a really powerful thing. What are We're creating our <laughs> realities anyway. Every, every single day. Right? And my reality is very different from your realities. It's all an illusion. And can I connect back to this, the facilitator role? If I am in service to wearing a hat, on how many dimensions and levels am I connecting to what you say to me, what I'm also sensing and feeling underneath that in terms of what you're expressing as need? which is a very different thing than the words often, and navigating how to assist you with meeting that need, third process dimension, with a lot of moving parts to that. If I care, right? if I'm truly in service, not doing a gig, going through my script for this workshop, for this, this learning, this practice, this agile, that, you know, theory you, whatever, I'm not painting by numbers. It takes a lot of attention and awareness and clarity in present moment, in yeah. present moment. And um, that's leveling up. <laughs> that would be us doing us differently. <laughs> so let me ask the very mundane question. What makes a workshop fail? I think that, you know, We could unpack and drill down into ingredients, right, and dimensions. But I think the fundamental at the heart of it is whether the person who's holding it is values rooted out of love, not scarcity and fear. So it is providing, contributing value, truly being in service to, in alignment with the people that attend which means real balance in terms of attachment to my idea for this experience for them versus I have touchstones like light markers, but I'm really going to keep open and flexible 
to what presents and what this group, you know, expresses as needed. And the other part is in service to something more than a sale, mm-hmm. in service to bringing, contributing a higher value to the attendees, but to the world at large in terms of what I and them after the fact are then going to be bringing to their lives, their worlds, and the people in them. Thank you. So. After one and a half hours of conversation, what would you like the listener to take away from this? If anything energized something in you, anything provoked in you something that was off the beaten track, that was out of the frame, reach out, please. Connect. Love to talk to you. Love to compare notes. Love to share. I and the folks that I'm working with on this, and we have a first cohort that's a third of the way through, God bless them. But we think this work is is powerful medicine and is going to find uptake. And we're going to need a lot of help. We're going to need a lot of people that can help with bringing it out into the world. And it's a really high bar. We know we can do it. We know we can shepherd people to the far side. We've, we're, we're proving that. But it is, you know, unlearning, letting go of attachments, personal and knowledge, intellectual belief system based, all of that. Being open to like intangible and energetic dimensions that you can't touch and feel, you can't quantify, you can't, you know, measure or learn by rote. But the people that uh, are experiencing that right now, there are ultimate champions in validation because they're acknowledging, yeah, this is a this is a thing. This is like a difference. It is a different. We didn't invent it. Indigenous tribes never forgot it. We're just referencing back to source. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I hope it's a this is a meaningful addition to the this awesome repository and and capture of a lot of brilliant people's brilliant knowings about what they bring to working in service to people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and for provoking our thoughts. Good stuff. Thank you for staying tuned and for listening to the show. I know how busy you are, and I appreciate that you're sharing your two most valuable resources with me and my guest, your time and your attention. If you're looking for more conversation with other facilitators and for a community of practice, why don't you join Never Done Before, the community that I have built and many of my podcast guests are already members. Visit neverdonebefore.org and I wish to see you there.